This is the Multi-Orgasmic Millionaire Podcast, the only sex podcast for seven and eight figure conscious leaders who want to embody their pleasure and have the best sex of their lives. I'm Tilly Storm, top 20 sex coach in the world and your host today. Stress, the number one killer of libido. Yes, today we're talking about stress, how to stress less and sex more. My favorite strategies for boosting your sexual satisfaction and pleasure. All right, loves, the first thing we get to distinguish here is if you are someone who uses sex to de-stress or if you are someone who needs to be de-stressed before you can get sexy. This is a huge distinction when it comes to how do you have more sexual satisfaction and pleasure because so many people uh, expect that if they're wired one way, then that means that everyone else is just like them. And that is simply not the truth. For my partnership with me and my boyfriend, I am someone who uses sex to de-stress and he is the complete opposite. He's someone who has to experience no stress before he can feel like a sexual person again. So it's usually the opposite in most relationship dynamics. There are more women that tend to be wired in the way that they have to not be stressed in order to feel sexual and more men out there who use sex to de-stress. There's nothing wrong with being wired either way. Just so you know, there's nothing wrong with you. No matter what you are, it just, it's just a physiological difference in how we are erotically wired. That has a lot to do with the erotic blueprints and all that stuff. I don't want to get into that today because it's not the topic of conversation, but just know that people are either one way or the other, right? Like you either use sex to de-stress or you have to de-stress before you can get sexual. So just identifying which one you are is really going to help you know the path to create more sexual satisfaction and pleasure. So if you are someone who needs to get out of stress before you can feel sexual. And I would imagine that's majority of my listeners here because I know most of you ladies out there that I work with, you're wired that way. Like you need to get out of the stress to be sexual. So how do you reduce your stress levels so that you can feel more like a sensual sexual woman? Well, the first thing is to identify your stressor, your stressors. What is it that stresses you out? Is it money? Is it kids? Is it work? Is it your business? What is it? And once you identify it, you can begin to eliminate those stressors from your day-to-day life. So if it's money, what can I do to bring in more income? Uh, if you run a business, what sort of program could I offer to create and generate more income for myself? If it's kids, Um, What can I do to get more support for my kids and my children so that I'm not the one constantly taking care of them? Can I hire someone to pick them up from school? Can I have them take a lift to and from school instead of me picking them up every day? I do that for my kids sometimes, by the way. So just identifying what your stressors are and knowing how you can reduce those and taking actual steps to reduce those things is going to be very, very important for someone who has to de-stress in order to feel sexual. 
Another important strategy to incorporate into your life, if that's how you are wired, is that you get to do a toggle. Use it, what's called a toggle in the erotic blueprint language from Jaya. Okay, so a toggle means that there's something that helps you transition from your day-to-day life to feeling like a sexual person. This could be anything from going to the gym immediately after work and then going home. It could be anything from having a cup of tea at five o'clock every single day to transition your day from work mode to play mode. It could mean that you have to take a bath before you can feel like a sensual sexual person again, because you need to wash off your day. You need that transition thing. You, whatever it is for you, there's just got to be something to take you out of your day-to-day life to signal to your brain that, okay, we're done checking emails. We're done being in work mode. And now we get to be in play mode for many of you that have to be distressed before you can be sexual. This is the key to experiencing more pleasure and more sexual satisfaction with your partner who might be wired the opposite way. If you're both wired this way, this can be a very interesting dynamic. You might find that neither of you has a super high sex drive or neither of you are really initiating sex and therefore you don't have a lot of sex. And I've had clients who this very much is their dynamic where they're both kind of like, well, if we have things we're stressed out about and neither of us are going to feel really sexual. And that means we just don't have a lot of sex. There's nothing wrong with that either. It just means that you two both get to work extra diligently to support each other and reducing stress from your life so that you can have a happy and healthy sex life. And for some people, like I don't ever say you have to have sex this many times a week to have a happy, healthy sex life. That is different and looks completely different for every single couple. And it depends on your partner. Like for me, I've been in relationships where sex every day was like expected. (laughs) I've been in relationships where once or twice a week, is expected and that's normal and that's okay, right? So it just depends on your partner too and what works for the two of you. So if both of you are people who have to de-stress before you can be sexual, just know that it might take a little extra work. And even if you're not having sex as much as you think you're supposed to be having, I want you to get rid of that thought because there is no supposed to, there is no right amount of times per week or per month. Uh, at some point it does become problematic. (laughs) So you are in what's considered a sexless relationship. If you're not having sex at least six times a year. So, you know, if that's you and you're wondering, well, we hardly ever have sex because we're both stressed out all the time. Well, then you two got to get on board to help each other eliminate the stresses. Okay. And to create more toggles throughout your day, that signal to your brains. Okay. We're done with work and now we're in play mode. And if you have young kids and children in your home, then their bedtime, making sure that they have a proper bedtime. Most parents are putting their kids to sleep way, way too late, way too late. I experienced this all after having little children for years and years and years. My kids are teenagers now. This was one of the craziest things I witnessed with other parents and how they raise their children. It boggled my mind how late 
they let their kids stay up, even as little children. My kids went to bed at like 7, 7.30 for years and years and years until <laughs> they were like maybe seven, eight years old. And, you know, even then it was still like, okay, 7.30 and then we go to 8 o'clock and then 8 o'clock to 8.30. And it wasn't until um, last year until it was like 9 o'clock and they're, they're teenagers, right? So most parents are letting their kids stay up way too late. And because of this, you're suffering. Your relationship is suffering because you aren't giving yourself the time to just be offline and to have mom time or to have us time with your partner because you're constantly, you're up so late yourself dealing with children that by the time you're done putting them to bed, you're completely freaking exhausted. And the last thing on your mind is sexy time. So if that's you, you need to adjust your kid's sleep schedule. I'm just going to say flat out and because you're probably not getting enough sleep yourself and neither are your children. So if you put them to bed earlier and give them a uh, earlier bedtime, then that means that you have more time to drop into yourself and to have more me time and to connect with your partner without a screen. So this is another really big problem in relationships is the use of phones in the bedroom and the TVs and the bedroom, they need to go. They just need to go. There's not, not much more I can say about that other than the amount of time people are spending on their phones while in the presence with their partner. Anytime I go out to a restaurant or to uh, the park for a music concert or something, it, it boggles my mind how many, how much couples are in the presence of each other and they're both on their phone not paying attention to each other at all. And then somehow they call that a date. Like that's not a date. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing on your phone, but you're definitely not connecting with your partner. You're definitely not talking with them and communicating with them in any real way. So the phones and the usage of them, if it's happening in the bedroom a lot, then make it a rule that, you know, we, we don't bring our phones into our bedroom. We charge them somewhere outside of the bedroom and turn up your alarm clock loud enough to where you're going to hear it and, you know, deal with it. So these are just small things that you can do to begin to reduce the stress between the two of you and actually give yourself time to be intimate with your partner and connect, whether it leads to penis and vagina sex or whatever it is for you. It doesn't have to even be that, but just to give you two time to connect and to talk about something other than work and children. Okay, so let's talk about if you are the type of person who needs sex in order to be less stressed. Huh, I know this one well. <laughs> okay, if your partner is not that way, this is generally the only situation where it might kind of pose an issue, right? Because if you're both wired that way, then you both just fuck all of the time, most likely, and you have sex a lot, and then you aren't as stressed out. So it's kind of an easy solution if you're both wired to need sex in order to not be stressed anymore, because if you both just agreed to have sex, then it's, n then you're going to be less stressed. Okay. But if your partner is one that is not wired the same way that you are, and they have to de-stress before they can have sex with you or feel sexy again, right? It's not that they have to, but until they feel like they can get in the mood and get their mojo going. If you're in a partnership like that, then the best thing that you can do 
is to support them, number one, in de-stressing, and you're just going to have to eat it. <laughs> you know, you know how they're wired. You chose this partner for a reason, and you're just going to have to deal with it. So if that's how they're wired, how can you support them to feel less stressed? Whether it's you give them lots of massages, I give my boyfriend lots of massages. And that's just something I understand is kind of required for him to get in a sensual or a sexual mood. So that might be your situation as well. Um, I drop ass for him when he gets home from work and I'll do things for him that I know are going to create that toggle, uh, when possible. And that helps him to de-stress them and to feel more like a sensual sexual person and to get out of that work mode. Right. And other ways that you can deal with that is to have a self-pleasure practice because if that's a situation where your partner is opposite from you, then it's very likely that you're going, if you live a high stress life, you're going to want more sex than your partner does. And you're going to want it so much that they might not be available or capable of giving you all the sex that you require and desire. And that becomes a really big point of contention in most relationships. And it's completely unnecessary because when you're relying on one person to meet all of your sexual needs, and I'm not advocating for polyamory at all right now or swinging or anything like that. I'm just saying that if you're relying on your partner to meet all of your sexual needs and you are a higher desire partner and you use sex to de-stress and your partner isn't available for that all the time, you need to meet your own needs. Okay. It means self-pleasure, masturbate, get off yourself. You don't have to have your partner there for all of it. And sometimes it takes the pressure off of your partner to have to be there for you in that way. And sometimes partners don't do well with pressure. Sometimes people are more sensitive to that level of pressure than others. And it doesn't support them and their blossoming of their sexuality either. So if you commit to supporting yourself with your own sexual needs, then you're going to be taking the pressure off of your partner, which will therefore give you more spaciousness in your relationship. And then you won't be reliant on them to constantly give to you something that you need, but they don't. So hopefully that is making sense. The best way that you can do self-pleasure. I love the JDIG practice. You all know that that's definitely my go-to for women to teach you how to have an amazing connected experience in your sexuality. Uh, but it also can be a self-pleasure practice. So you can self-pleasure with a jade egg. I love using a glass dildo in my self-pleasure practices. Um, the glass dildo, dildo, the one I recommend is the icicle number eight. You can buy it on Amazon for under $30. It's super beautiful and amazing. And it feels exquisite inside too. So these are just some of my favorite self-pleasure tools. If you're someone who needs sex to de-stress. All right, my loves, hopefully that gives you some clarity on how to deal with stress and sex. So you can stress less and sex more. Thanks so much for joining me today. And we'll see you next time. Time. Hey there, conscious leader. Are you serious about up-leveling your sex life and relationship right now? Then you are in luck because if you have been on the personal growth and development path for some time now, 
Maybe you've been to therapy, or maybe you're even a coach, a healer, an entrepreneur, or a therapist yourself, and you're wanting to embody your pleasure more deeply and become a multi-orgasmic millionaire yourself. Then I want to invite you to a one-hour complimentary pleasure assessment call with me that you can book at the link in the show notes or at bit.ly, that's bit.ly forward slash pleasure assessment. In the pleasure assessment call, I'm going to take a full diagnosis of your present moment and past experiences with sexuality and relationships. And then we'll dive into your top goals and desires for these areas of your life. From there, I'll be able to give you your top two to five blocks and obstacles in the way of you creating these goals and desires and give you the exact next steps that you get to take to overcome them and that you must take to overcome them. I have done over 700 of these calls, so there is literally nothing I have not heard. I know it can be hard to talk about these things and to crack the door open on your sexuality and talk about it. So that's why I want you to feel as comfortable as possible to open up and share with me. This is a private call. It's just you and I. So if you're someone who wants to feel more confident and sexy in your body, to tap into your feminine energy and bring that into your business to increase your sexual desire and drive to get out of your head into your body, to learn how to manifest with your sexual energy, to have mind blowing orgasms in different ways, or maybe just to reignite the spark with your long-term partner, then book your complimentary pleasure assessment call with me today at the link in the show notes or at bit.ly that's B I T dot L Y forward slash pleasure assessment. I'll see you there.